Well, hello, everybody. I'm Clay Brees, and here we are again for our show, The Watchman, Saturday afternoon on this beautiful global warming Saturday afternoon right here on AM Radio 1180 We're here every Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. It have been for the last five years because you all know that we're bringing you truth to speed of sound, and you want to tune into that, so that's why you're you're tuning into us because you know we're going to bring it to you quickly, effectively, and thoroughly. Thoroughly. So thanks for taking the time to be with us. We want to talk a little bit about what Manchin's decision is going to do and how it's going to hurt the Democrats' Senate hopes, what's going to happen there. We also want to talk a little bit about what Trump made comment to, uh, uh, what, what recently his comment about Mexico and how they will suffer if there is a World War III. He made comment of that as well. We're going to talk more about, like I say, about the Manchin stepping down and how that's going to affect the U.S. Senate chances and, uh, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, what poll, what, what polls uh, show that uh, for Trump and how Trump is is leading and interesting information on the polling and, and whatnot. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. So uh, thanks for being with us. We're going to jump right into it. You know, what's interesting is the last uh, presidential debate, if you will, the Republican debate. We had virtually no viewers there at all. I mean, Trump did a rally in Ialea, Florida. I think more people watched Trump during the rally. I think what's compelling when you watch what's going on right now, the Republicans, uh, you know, Trump's sitting with about, you know, 65% of the Republican support and 35% of them looking at the primary and looking at these candidates there and looking at the six or eight candidates left behind. And Trump seems to be gaining more and more and more. He's actually up by, I believe, 40 points in polls over second place there. So Trump is, is way ahead. And, and, they can't understand it. I think voters can't understand it. I should say Democrats can't understand it. They don't understand why is it Americans, Republicans want Trump. And I think what's really telling is Republicans want Trump because Republicans know he won, he won the last election. I think that's really compelling on this. And, you know, of course, they, they see Trump as the victim right now of the, of the, from the no justice department being singled out and from the different no justice departments, whether they be in New York, Georgia, or wherever. But he's being singled out. I mean, 97 criminal indictments he's been put up on with these, these fake, uh, the, the, you know, the, these, these grand juries that are out there, these, they're, they're 97 indictments. That's more than, that John Dillinger had. Okay. I and mean, these are things that, that, that amazing thing. But what's going on right now in the Senate, the, the, see, the Republicans, the Democrats are defending a lot of seats. Okay. They're defending Montana. They're defending Ohio. Uh, you know, they're, they're defending obviously now West Virginia. Okay. And then defending these seats and they realized, I mean, this is where they're likely going to have problems because, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out how they're going to win these seats and they don't know. I mean, that the reality is again, you know, they're, you're, you're defending seats and seats like, well, they should be winning these seats. But I mean, you're looking at seats like Arizona, you're looking at seats like, uh, like Montana and, and, and Ohio and, you know, and others, so you realize now West Virginia's in there. Yeah, that's four seats they could easily win. And winning four seats puts them at 53 Republicans, and I think that's something that they're going to enjoy that. And and I think they could win here in Pennsylvania, too. I, I think that's really interesting. Um, I, A lot of these basically are saying these races. The Cook Political Report Inside Elections calls uh, the Pennsylvania election, uh, election tilt Democrats. So, it's it's a slight edge for the D's, but I'm not. I think McCormick's going to do well here. Okay, 
I just do. Okay. I think McCormick will do well in this. Um, what's really compelling on this is it's interesting that, uh, it's, you know, the, 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 the Arizona could and likely will, will get rid of Kirsten Cinema. Uh, she took Jeff Flake's seat. I think that's important. Rick Scott took Bill Nelson's seat. And I think Rick Scott's going to likely be the new Senate majority leader. Mike Braun at Indiana, uh, you know, he, he's, you know, he's, he's strong, but, you know, you look at these seats and the Republicans, the last time, like in 2018, that was six years ago, the Republicans picked up four seats. Okay. They lost two, but they picked up four. They picked up Florida. They picked up Indiana. They picked up, uh, Missouri, got Claire McCaskill out. And then they picked up North Dakota. Um, they lost in, in Nevada and they lost in Arizona. But, you know, what's interesting is they could win Nevada this time too. You know, it's, it's hard to say, but Nevada could easily go. I mean, it's, it, it could be leaning D, but you know, you don't know who the candidates are at this point who can stand out. It's just hard to tell. I, I, th I think the Republicans got to win some seats and I think it's going to be, uh, and of course I think they'll hold the house and I think that they're going to take the presidency. So, you know, you look at what, I want to get into what's going on in Disney and, and, you know, why is it, why does it seem that Disney is producing movies that Americans don't want to see? Why, why is that? Why does it seem that Disney's producing movies that that they don't want to see? People don't want to see. Why are they spending hundreds of millions millions of dollars to produce a movie that uh, that can't draw that isn't drawing anybody to come in and look at them? Or why is that? You know, you look and you understand that there's a lot to that. It costs two hundred seventy five million dollars. That doesn't really count all the promotions that that they put together. It could be almost four hundred million. And this movie would be likely, I, I think it's likely not going to bring in $150 million. And it's really, uh, it could cost over $100 million of, of actual red. I mean, you know, when, when you see that you're putting a movie out that costs, okay, $100 million more than brings it in revenue, that's not helping the investors. Investors want to make money from the, from the rollout of the movie. And then, of course, they want to make money from the streaming. When people don't watch the movie and they've lost a hundred million dollars in the rollout of the movie, it's not likely they're going to get a whole lot of streaming on it. And they, then obviously they've lost money. So if you're investing, I mean, you could actually, so what's interesting about stock markets, you know, stock markets work, what's really compelling on this is that stock holders can sue this, can sue the company, if you will, and the, and the chairman and the, and the board of directors, if they're making investments that are losing money if they can prove that they're making investments um if they're making them irresponsibly i mean these are things that they open themselves up for lawsuits not just changing out the the the, the chairman of the board but they're changing I mean, you know, I mean why are you making decisions to put a product out that people don't want to see how is it i mean who's the, who's losing their job it's like when the uh when anheuser bush decided with bud light they were going to put they want to use a new marketing campaign that because it was too fratty before they, they bring this person in this, this woman in to make the decision on the, on the Bud Light commercials. And she brings in her own, her own ideals, if you will. And that way they rejected, but Bud Light lost like $30 billion of market share. Okay. Market cap and literally lost tens of billions of dollars. So they immediately gave her a leave. Okay, they get, they got rid of her, and obviously they're trying to change their image. But it's really compelling. They've lost their customer base. And what's happening now with the Disney movies, whether it's the Indiana Jones movie or whether it's the uh, 
you know, the Star Wars movie or whether it's now the Marvels. I mean, these superhero movies, they're producing movies that that aren't interesting, okay? They're not interesting. I mean, you're you've got heroes that have no charisma. You've got you got you got also the idea that, you know, the other problem is that the Marvel brand has spent the four years late basically leaking the goodwill of its of its fan base by injecting its post endgame features and streaming series with with identity politics and characteristics of people that they're born with. The character that the character of the character, if you will, the principles of the character no longer matter. You know, the good versus evil is no longer clear. Okay, that's not only a violation of human nature, it's just truly all awful storytelling. If for no other reason, it's just being utterly predictable. You know, I mean, it's like the movie The Blob. It's interesting. The original, in the 1958 movie, which, I mean, was an excellent movie. Okay, the remake of it, the 1988 remake, okay, was, was, was horrible. You know, Henry, you understand, I mean, why, why, why was it worse? Well, it had to do with the fact that it just wasn't, they just ruined the story. They try to recreate it. Well, in the in the case of Disney right now, it's even more than that. Okay, I mean they're 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 basically just trying to produce. I remember seeing the Star Wars movie. I'll never forget. It. I saw that recent Star Wars movie. I remember watching. Oh, this is a horrible movie. I mean, this movie is is not. I mean, it, it's nothing to do. Nothing like the original Star Wars movie, like the Indiana Jones movie. You know, and 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 they literally they they do not. They don't. They don't keep the audience on its toes. There is no good storytelling. Instead, they got telegraphing of who's good and evil based on characteristics of what people are born with, not based upon who these characters are, the content of their character, if you will. But anyway, it's just interesting on this whole thing with the Marvels and how it's likely going to lose its its complete audience. And uh, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see how that doesn't work for them. But I mean, you're producing it's like it's like the news media and how the news is news is producing being produced by news agencies that are not, um, you know, that they're being produced by organizations that are not interested at all in selling news. They want to promote a narrative. They want to promote something that's a phony story. You know, CNN was was sued by the Covington High School kids for portraying them. It's in a light that they were they were unfairly portraying them without getting their story straight. Uh, CNN was sued. Uh, obviously, uh, got a Pulitzer Prize for the phony Russia collusion story. I mean, su- CNN had, you know, promoted a you know promoted a nine one one tape that they doctored. I mean, CNN is not exactly the the bastion of 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 nobility, and and CNN and, and you know they they've been sued. They've been they caught putting out phony stories. They have retraction after retraction. MSNBC is the same way. I mean, people aren't watching these news agencies anymore, unless, of course, you're interested in just seeing Democrat propaganda. Okay? And what's really compelling is Fox News has lost its audience where they got rid of Tucker Carlson. Tucker has over half a million people a day watch his news, watch his own podcast. I mean, he's got a tremendous audience that tune into his podcast. He has more people watch his podcast than used to watch the the news story itself. I mean, in the course of a week, the man has over 3 million people tune into his podcasts. I mean, that's a lot of people. I mean, Fox News doesn't have that audience anymore. Fox News has not replaced it. 
And, you know, it's hard to say what happened with Fox News. It's hard to say how it all occurred. But I think there's a lot to be said as to what happened with Tucker and what's going to happen with these with the Democrats going forward on this. And, of course, the people aren't trusting the news anymore anyway. But the news isn't the news. You know, I used to tell people all the time, they, they would comment and say, oh, you're watching that liberal news and that conservative news. No, news is news. It's not it's either conservative or liberal. It's just the news. And the news is the news. You present the news, and the people that listen to the presentation of the news can then make their own objective opinion on what their thoughts are on the news story. That's the way it used to be, okay? I mean, it's, it, to me, it's news when you've got a, a guy getting elected president or getting cheated into office, if you will, like Joe Biden did, and the first thing he does is kill the Keystone Pipeline. And where is the news stories? Where are the news agencies holding him out to 24 hours? Uh, on the 24-7 news cycles because of the gas prices that are not going to go through the roof. Where are the, where is the, where's the America First news agencies that are out there putting the alarm bells and sounding the bells and whistles and the alarms letting everybody know your gas tanks so it costs you twice as much to fill up your tank in six months? Where's those news stories? Where are the news stories talking about how, they, how inflation nation's out of control? Where's the news stories on the booster shots that actually give you COVID. Where's the news stories on that? You know, where are the news stories on on the fact that there's no Ukraine soldiers left to fight? Where where are those news stories? And where are the news stories that that talk about the the, the strengthening of Hamas and, and Hezbollah and Iran through these horrible foreign policy policies that that come out of this incompetent Biden administration. I mean where 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 is the news stories on that? Where are the news stories on the surrender in Afghanistan? I mean, what does a surrender look like? What does a surrender in Afghanistan actually look like? We know what one looks like because it just happened. You know, where are the news stories talking about the, the consequence of having people coming over the border, millions and millions of people coming over the border that need government assistance to sustain themselves? Where are the news stories on the consequences and the, and the, and the, and the, and the, and the result of that and how that's going to affect our lives, the lives of Americans? Where are the news stories from the, from the news agencies that show how the lives of all Americans are going to be affected by these open borders? And how will they, your life be affected? You see, if they were trying to sell news, if there was a news agency out there trying to promote news and they would put it out there this way and say, let's talk about how the lives of Americans are going to be affected. You see people tuning because they want to know. They want to know what the experts say. But instead, we got fake experts on TV every day talking about, you know, how we don't have a problem at the border, how we don't have rising crime, how we don't have a rising crime out. We don't have a rising crime wave in this country. You know, we don't, we don't want to talk about how, you know, how the rising gas prices and inflation are driving, driving down the pursuit of happiness of Americans. Anyway, there's no news source talking about that. You know, it used to be, okay, that, you know, you got the perspective of the candidate. I mean, I can remember years ago that, where debates started between candidates, debates would, would happen because the perspective would, would be pushed out there and the media insisted on it. Where was the media insisting on a debate between Doug Mastriano and Josh Shapiro? Where was anybody insisting on that? Well, you've got to be kidding me. There was no push for a debate. That is, that is an amazing phenomenon. There was no debate. There was no push for a debate. The media didn't push anything. You know, where was the outrage? You see, 
the day of journalism, I remember I heard Hannity say it on one of his, on his radio show years ago, that journalism is, journalism is dead in this country. Well, that's why it, I, he called it dead then, and that's why I call it dead now. I agree with him then, and I really agree with him now. It's, it's dead today. It's dead. I mean, there is no objective journalism. There's no objective journalists. There's no stories that come out to try to put the perspectives out there. There's nobody out there trying to figure out how these horrible policies are going to help or hurt the middle class in this country. You know, it's it's just amazing. I mean, it's not hard for us to figure it out. You know, why why are we why are we strengthening Russia's ability to fight that war in Ukraine? Well, what do you mean? How how are we strengthening that? They're a horrible bunch of people. We we need to defeat Russia. So how how are we strengthening them? What do you mean we're strengthening them? We're hurting them. We just put cluster buttons over there or whatever they did. We're giving armaments down to to an empty country. The Ukrainian Ukraine is an empty country. So how how are we how are we you know how are we hurting the Russians? How are we helping the Russians? I thought we were hurting them. Well. When you're driving up the cost of energy in this country, in this country, but in this world, the cost of energy as a commodity on the planet, what you're doing is you're giving them more money for their exports. And obviously, a fifth grader can figure this out, that more money for their exports means more money to fund the wars. And so by allowing energy costs to go over $100 a barrel to push his, to push his, his electric car agenda, he's actually pushing them, Russia, into better funding their war. So he's not helping to end the war in the Ukraine. He's driving up the cost. Now, what Trump would do is he would he would drive down energy costs. He would make it harder for them to fund their wars. He would make it more costly for them. I mean, he would also push Ukraine into a, into a negotiation session with Russia by saying, make a deal with these people, end the killing. And what's going on right now in Israel should never have been occurring in the first place. I mean, they're talking about right now, well, we can't have a pause. This is insane. We need to let Israel go after these people. Well, look, what I'm saying to you, when I'm saying it to our listeners today, when I'm mentioning I'm concerned about Turkey and I'm concerned about World War III, I'm concerned about the fact that we're in a predicament right now because we allowed Hamas and Hezbollah and Iran to get stronger. So now we're having to deal with this. They actually went out and attacked Israel. So now we're saying, well, doesn't Israel have a right to defend themselves? Well, of course they do. But they should never have been put in a position where they had to defend themselves. If they had a weaker Hamas and weaker Hezbollah and weaker Iran, they wouldn't be having this problem to begin with. We created this problem because we allowed these people to militarily get stronger and enable them to go after Israel the way they did. And now we're declaring that Israel should have the right to defend itself. Well, of course they should. But our foreign policy should have been one that that the environment over there, that that the the surrounding areas over there were not hostile towards Israel, and those people that were hostile didn't have the ability to fight Israel like this. So now we've created a problem for Israel that they have to defend themselves. We have allowed this. Our weak foreign policy has allowed this to happen. And in addition to all of this, we're poking the bear of Turkey. So now we've got the Turks interested in entering this war and fighting Israel. And what's interesting is Erdogan, okay, is a guy who was helped put into office by Obama when Vice President Biden was Vice President. Erdogan was first put in there at the time. Erdogan is a very, he's very much a radical nut, okay? And, and honestly, he's not, a, he's not a guy that's going to seek world peace over there. He's trying to promote war. They're preparing their, their people for war right now in, in Turkey. <laughs> and right now you've got 
reactionaries in Washington. We got Lincoln, Blanket, and Nod, and know, Biden and Jake Sullivan. They're down there a little nervous. They're realizing that they haven't handled this well. They realize now they're dealing with a very hot-headed Turkish leader, and they don't know what to do with this. The threat of war is real. And let me help you folks. If we end up, in a, if we get dragged into a regional conflict out there, and there's a good chance we'll get dragged into it. If we do get dragged into it, if it does happen, then we're going to have a bigger problem because then we can't get out of these regional conflicts and they become bigger and more broad-based. And before long, before long, we're in a world war. Wars are very easy and quick to start. Oftentimes, wars are started through misunderstandings. Okay, I mean, you think about it. You, you think about what brought people into wars in the first place. And think about what brought us into World War II. What brought us into that conflict? What brought us into World War I? What brought us into that conflict? A lot of times we, we see these things and what brought us into Vietnam what brought us into that. You know, where is our interest at stake? Why is it so critical that we enter these wars? Why there is it interested, interesting that we let our sons and and go off to be killed in these wars, and now soon to be sons and daughters to go out and be killed in these wars. Why is this? Why Why is this a good thing? Why can't we just promote peace and no killing? Why can't we promote through strength, okay, uh, world peace? Because it is done through strength. Folks, what's happening right now around the world is scary, and it's real. And what we have to understand in this country is the, the world leaders that we elect are going to make the difference, or they're going to create a problem that we can't get out of. Folks, we've got to elect Republicans, but we've got to also make sure, I mean, Trump's already talking about it. He would settle this matter in the Ukraine in 24 hours, and quite frankly, I think he'd settle this matter in, in Israel very quickly as well, because he'd know how to get in there and get into Netanyahu and just tell him, this is what we're going to do, and Netanyahu would be like, okay. You see, we have to lead, not follow in, the, in these cases. We have to bring the best out of these global leaders. We have to show through, we have to demonstrate that we're able to do these things. I mean, when you see that we're able to actually, if to demonstrate that we're able to actually get something done on a global stage, when you see O'Biden go into a, a speech there and he can't get off the stage, I mean, that's a problem. When you see him put his fingers up and pretend he's whispering because he doesn't know what to say, then that's a problem. And that perspective that these, that these world leaders have of us, their, their, their impression of us is very poor. They don't respect Obama. They don't respect the Kamala Harris. They don't expect any of people. And they certainly don't respect us as a country. What's happening right now is there's just a lot of confusion. We see all this. You know, and Trump made a comment that talked about, he was talking about, I guess he made some comment. Uh, I guess he was, I don't know who he was talking to. I guess he's talking to a Univision host. And he says, if we end up in World War III, he says, uh, if it happens, there's going to be a lot of countries no longer around because the power of a nuclear weapon is so big. If it hits us, it's going to wipe out anybody near us. He makes that comment. I mean, he's like, you better wake up. A nuclear war is not a good place to be. These liberals don't understand it, but they better wake up. They better wake up. I'll tell you, uh, there's no, there is no safe place on planet Earth with a nuclear war. And we just need to understand. So we as Americans have to stand up against this. We have to stand up and say we're not going to go to war. And we're going to get ourselves out of this now while we still can. So, but, you know, folks, look, we, we just need to know that Trump is up against it right now. Their goal right now is to, uh, you know, to, to try to hurt Trump with his, they're trying to hurt Trump right now with his, uh, you know, all these indictments. And it's just an amazing thing. But voters, tr they trust Trump. They trust him on the elections and the matters of the day. They trust him. 
They trust them on economy, infrastructure, housing, crime, immigration, foreign policy. They trust them on all that stuff. Okay. And what's interesting is when you throw Robert F. Kennedy into the race, Trump wins by 40% of the vote. It's interesting. And with Robert Kennedy out of the race, Trump, Trump wins by almost 50%. Of the vote. And these are CNN polls. I mean, they, they know that the end is near for the, for the Democrats and they're getting nervous. But folks, we have to leave it there. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in today and being with us on this beautiful Saturday afternoon right here on AM Radio 11 AWFYL. Folks, see you next week on The Watchmen. I'm Clay Brees. Goodbye for now.